this may be a bit of a complicated issue for for some people, but but is it um for, first of all, how, how do you feel about the government's announcement? Is this a bit of a victory or? We, we're treating this as kind of a, a, a modest interim victory. It's some progress, but it's, it's it's just the first step towards a solution. Let me let me explain what we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. Of course, we all know that a school can discipline or suspend a student for misbehavior. We're not talking about that. Under our Education Act, there's an outdated provision that also says that a principal has the duty to refuse to admit a student to school in some situations where the principal thinks that the person the, they, the person might uh, be detrimental to the health and safety of, uh, of others. And what this has left is principals in hundreds, if not thousands of schools around Ontario, basically having this unilateral arbitrary power uh, over kids, which is not accountable to anyone. Now, principals, I believe, are good people and want to do the right thing, but they're left at sea by this legislation. And what happens as a result under this legislation is a principal can call a mom or dad and say, pick up a kid, take him home. Um, your kid is not allowed to come to school. And the principal under this provision does not even have to give a reason. Oh, really? They don't even have to give a reason. Not only that, they don't have to specify how long the child will be, must be kept out of school. Not only that, there is supposed to be a right of appeal for the parents, but the principal doesn't have to tell the family that so, they have a right of appeal. This is all in 2019 Ontario. And just one more illustration of why this is so unfair. We've asked the Toronto District School Board, hey, how do you mark attendance for a kid who's uh, not at school because the school, uh, the principal said, you may not come to school? And the answer is, based on provincial government directions, they use a general attendance absence code that is not unique to this reason for an absence. So Mm. if you ask the school boards to print up, tell us how many days, how many kids have been kept from school on this basis and for how long, the attendance codes uh, mask it. I don't mean in a conspiratorial sense, but... No, but they just don't break it down that way. Exactly. So what we've said to the provincial government, and we had a we had a joint news conference uh, on the 30th of January, my coalition and the Ontario Autism Coalition, with whom we're working closely, is, uh, and this is not limited to kids with autism, this is kids with any kind of disability, we've said to the provincial government two things. Number one, could you call a provincial summit? Bring us together with the principals, the school boards. Let's see if we can work out some fixes, find some common ground, because we believe that they would be interested in finding common ground too. Uh, And the second thing we said is, in the meantime, could you issue a a policy direction to the provincial government? Could you please tell the school boards, in the meantime, could you impose some common sense limits on this power? Can you tell principals, if you're going to refuse to admit a kid to school, give the family a reason. Mm-hmm. Give them an end date. Tell them they have a right of appeal. And let's have the province set a unique attendance code so that any school board, any school trustee, uh, the province itself can know how often this is going on at the push of a button. So, so- what's been announced today is... A first step. The provincial <laughs> government announced earlier this week that they will consult uh, on this whole issue of refusing to admit kids to school for all or part of the school day. 
They haven't agreed to bring us all together at one table, and we've said that should happen. They haven't agreed to an interim direction setting some reasonable limits on this power, but we're going to keep pushing for those. All right. I just wanted to, and thanks for that sort of elegant and fairly complete explanation of what the issue is. Uh, I, I appreciate it, and I'm sure a lot of listeners do too, because it can be difficult to follow some of these things. But is that that unilateral power that requires no explanation uh, that principles hold, is that new in this legislation, or does it just become newly pressing? No, it's been in the legislation for several years, and parents and disability advocates have advocated to fix this and have been trying to monitor what school boards do about it, but it's now getting more public attention, frankly, because uh, various organizations, we have one of them, have been trying to ramp up the pressure on it. And it becomes newly uh, vital because, and this is where we will uh, delve into the autism thing for a mm-hmm. moment, the uh, provincial changes to the Ontario Autism Program, which are deeply troubling and led uh, over a thousand people to be at Queen's Park, uh, myself among them. Uh, we weren't the organizers, I was just there as a, uh, among the many supporters. Uh, one of the problems is that under these changes, uh, kids with autism who were getting extensive provincially funded therapy are getting that therapy substantially cut. And so the expectation is they're going to be showing up on the 1st of April in the school, in the schools. Right, so they might have been in, in the care of uh, someone else, a uh, therapist working with them, and exactly. now they're going to go to school because their parents are at work and don't have and, any other options. And there's a fear that a principal might, facing this, not knowing what to do, might resort to this unilateral power to just say, Mm. sorry, you know. We're not equipped to deal with this. It's a a health and safety issue for our school. Right. And then all of a sudden, uh, the kids are are double whammied. They lose their therapy, and there's the risk of this being a problem at school. And and by the way, if... um, if you look at what the province is proposing in the same announcement this week to do is they're expecting uh, teachers and other school staff to suddenly learn how to become behavioral therapists uh, by watching online videos or taking mm-hmm. an online course on how to become a behavioral therapist, which uh, like it, that'd be like to say, let's train you uh, to be a really good baseball batter. Just stand at the plate. And when the ball comes, swing at it. So, David, I just wanted to, you know, this this power, you say it's principals have had it in the last few years. Uh, have you heard any, I mean, I know because the principals don't have to give a reason and because the, the numbers aren't documented in a way that, that we can see, but have, have you heard stories? Are there parents who believe that this power has been being misused? At our news conference that we held uh, on January 30th, we had a lawyer from the Arch Disability Law Center. It's a legal clinic that, a legal aid clinic that provides legal support on disability issues. <clears throat> the lawyer from Arch reported that they get um, uh, a number of calls about this, uh, and when they intervene, in other words, when the parent, if the parent gets access to a lawyer, they'll often find that the the problem was that the school board wasn't providing proper accommodation to the student. Uh, that they weren't given a reason and so on. Um, and with lawyer intervention, they can uh, at times get the, the problems straightened out. But part of this problem is just finding out what the school board's policies are. Our coalition has contacted all the school boards in Ontario just to ask, we did this in, in, in uh, January, just to say, 
what are do you have a policy on when principals can do this? Do you have a policy on how you're going to monitor this? How often does this go on that you're refusing kids uh, the right to go to school, the fundamental right to go to school? And I will tell you that we've only heard back from 14 of the 71 or 72 uh, school boards with any response at all. And uh, and uh, we're, we'll be issuing a report about this later on once we are either able to get more answers uh, or to analyze them. But I'm just telling you, school boards are themselves at sea on what to do and aren't accountable for how the power is being used. And it's a very serious power to tell a kid, stay home, don't go to school.